there's so much uncertainty in the future on like what your life is going to be like because you're, you're really like putting yourself in new place altogether. So definitely felt very nervous, very anxious. That was one of the biggest things that really made me really sad to leave Singapore. When I went overseas, I'm essentially leaving my life in Singapore behind and that includes my relationships with my friends and everything. I realized when I got into that mode of thinking, uh, it got very scary. I definitely do see the negative um, things in life as well. I definitely gone through my own episodes of my low moments for sure. So you can work your whole life and try to get as much money as possible. But then if you don't take active steps to invest in life things like your friends, family, relationships, and all that kind of stuff, then what's the point of living in the first place? But growing up, some of us don't foresee the sacrifice we will make until the moment we look back at our family and friends and realize we are leaving the nest to experience the world by ourselves. In this episode, James calls us in from Australia where he resides, talking about living abroad, managing expectations, and what it means to live with the uncertainty of the future. Without further ado, my name is Nikki Adopt, and this is The Next Adventure Podcast. James, now that you're 25, you're still, you're still 25 this year, would you have imagined yourself where you are at right now five years ago? Ooh, five years ago. Um, five years ago, I was in NS, so definitely not. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't think that I would be studying overseas even. I definitely wouldn't think that I would have stayed this long away from home. Yeah, so yeah, definitely it has been quite a journey and quite a surprise in terms of how my life has, and in the direction that my life has taken uh, in the past few years, yeah. Before we dive into talking about um, sort of like your journey of, uh, well, technically your self-introduction of yourself, we'll talk about the journey mm-hmm. itself. Can you just give a yeah. little view for the viewers? Who are you yeah, and where, sure. what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, my name is James. I started studying overseas uh, in, an Australia, in Australia, in Melbourne uh, specifically, in the year 2019. Yeah, so uh, how I ended up studying overseas is that my parents were very supportive and very encouraging of me to take on the experience. So I am very blessed for the support that my parents have given me. And uh, the real reason why they essentially wanted me to go is so that I can have this uh, unique experience outside of Singapore to gain, I guess, a new exposure and a new environment. And as I guess for myself, uh, why I wanted to go, I guess, to really challenge myself and to grow uh, as a person as well, to really gain like proper independence uh, in terms of learning to take care of myself in a place where it's like separated from family and everything. And uh, also just to take on the privilege and the chance to study in a new environment after years of studying in Singapore. Yeah. So that's uh, essentially uh, where I am right now. What was the feeling like when you like left Singapore during the final moments in Singapore? Ooh, um, funnily enough, it felt, <laughs> it felt a little bit like the night I was going to go and uh, get enlisted in NS. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, honestly, honestly, because it's like um, definitely the nervousness kicks in. Um, the whole fact that you know you're traveling in or going to this uh, unfamiliar environment, uh, this place that you uh are not, yeah, uh, not not familiar with, and uh, there's so much uncertainty in the future on like what your life is gonna be like because you're you're, you're really like putting yourself in new place uh, altogether. So definitely felt very nervous, very anxious, and also at the time as well, I was looking at my friends, my family back at home and. I was like, oh, wow, this is my life now and I'm going to leave all this behind. So definitely it felt very 
said as well. But the cool thing about this is, and I, and I think I've uh, experienced this enough to know myself. I know that I'm feeling all these nervous feelings of nervousness now, these feelings of anxiety now, because of all the uncertainty that I that has yet to come. For me, uh, I am quite a people person. I like to interact with people, make lots of friends. I just know for a fact that the moment I start making friends and get to know people here and there um, and build a community for myself, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think thanks to that, it made me more excited for like what's to come, uh, what are the new opportunities. And uh, I realized it was like kind of starting on a clean slate on a on a, uh, yeah, start, starting on a clean slate when I first arrived in Australia. So yeah. I guess I'm also quite uncertain of what I want to ask because there were so many things that were going through my mind at the time where a lot of people, not only you, but a lot of people were going overseas uh, because Mm. they wanted to sort of like get out of this country. Uh, It's quite stifling here and in the sense where they kind Mm. of don't know what to do. And in the sense, same sense where you kind of also didn't know what to do. And it seems that you Mm. have this sort of pattern throughout your life, which you have mentioned while you are in poly and, even mm. now that you've already graduated from uni, this uncertainty of like, what's next kind of thing. Yeah. How do you live with that? Ooh. Um, okay, so how, how do I uh, come to, how do I, uh, I guess, rest with, the, rest with the feelings of uncertainty, a constant feelings of uncertainty throughout my life is that, first of all, I think the very first thing is to really uh, manage my expectations of myself. Because I do think that, especially when you're thinking about future plans of your future careers and everything, uh, and what your life is going to be like for the rest of your life, that's a key thing, you see. Uh, people always think that, oh, I need to think of a plan that will have me settled for the rest of my life. But the reality is that in life, you're going to, you're going to go through life in stages. Instead of thinking about, oh, what am I going to do for this part of my life and, then, and that part of my life all the way until retirement, I think instead I learned to manage my expectations in terms of, okay, let's take this a step at a time. I just, for example, I just finished NS. So what are my options now? Oh, I need to think about uni. Okay, local, overseas. Okay, let's focus on that for now. And I guess also like in terms of choosing courses and everything, or what would I be generally interested in doing or what I'd be more inclined towards doing. So that's my current step that I need to take for now to focus my energy on that instead of thinking about, oh, uh, what do I do now that will determine the course of my future and everything and all that kind of stuff to the to the very ends of my life, that kind of things. I, th- I think that's when people fall into the trap of trying to put all their weight of expectations on their shoulders instead of taking a step at a time. So now, for example, I just finished uni. Still, yeah, definitely still uncertain of what my life is going to be like, especially as an international student uh, in a foreign country. But right now, what I do know I need to do is take the next step, which is to find a job, get myself into somewhere first, start working and have a good think about what I want to do in terms of a career and get into the first job first and really try it out in terms of what I think I would like to do. And if I have to change direction in terms of like, oh, instead of doing, for example, marketing, I maybe want to to do accounting instead. And okay, I will change my direction from that that stage on. So yeah, I, I I think that's generally the idea that I have in terms of living with the uncertainty and everything. So it's just to manage expectations and uh, taking, take things one step at a time. Yeah, so that's for me. What do you want to do? I think right now, uh, I just finished uh, my bachelor uh, in business. I majored in marketing and finance. And uh, honestly, I definitely prefer marketing over finance. So um, yeah, (laughs) there's really no competition there right now in terms of my interests. So uh, yeah, I definitely would like to uh, pursue something in marketing or at least in a field related to marketing but uh, I guess the problem now is I'm not sure exactly which area of marketing I like to do one I guess one problem that I'm facing right now is I haven't really had much experiences 
a work experience in any fields of uh, marketing in any companies before. Yeah, so I think right now I'm aiming to look for internships in the meantime until some other company opens up hiring a position, uh, which usually occurs at a certain part of the year. So I have until then, I'm hoping to try to find an internship, try to expose myself to as much as, much experiences as possible. And hopefully from there, have a good feel of what area I'd like to focus on instead. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's for me, generally. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I did this documentary back in 2019 or 2020 called Now That I'm 25, mm-hmm. where I basically brought a bunch of friends who are basically our age together. Yeah. And in terms of Singaporeans comparing each other to each other kind of thing, I wanted to have a baseline of how everyone is the same grew up the same time, same timeline and everything. And then we compare where we're at each other. Yep. And I actually wanted you to be on the documentary, but you just wasn't in Singapore. Yeah. So <laughs> I get to ask these questions right now. So mm-hmm. what exactly are you chasing in life? Mm, oh, that is a very good question. Uh, I, guess, I guess for me, what I am chasing is essentially... Um, a life that, okay, it's going to sound very cliche, but it's pretty much a fulfilling life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, what, but okay, but then here's a question, like what do I define as a fulfilling life? Um, I think, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> You're probably going to ask that next, right? <laughs> but yes. So um, probably what I define as a fulfilling life is essentially, I guess, I probably won't answer the question, but one thing that came, comes to mind is a life with no regrets. For example, careers, uh, what I want to do and everything. Um, I really hope I could do something uh, that, that is in line with my interests because I think one of the struggles that I faced personally was that I, I studied accounting in poly and a uh, big reason why I did that is because a lot of people are saying, oh, that's a very safe area. That's a very safe option for you to uh, pursue and everything and they are they are, they are very very right of course you know a lot of companies uh, needs accounting need, uh, needs, needs accountants yeah so um, well, then when I mentioned oh I'm thinking of doing marketing then a lot of uh, people will be like mm, marketing uh, not sure if there's a lot of prospects in the area but the, uh, in terms of money in terms of all the kind of stuff and all that so I think when people compare themselves to others right they were always pursuing all the very I mean the, the the I don't know uh the typical stuff that Singaporeans always pursue after about the don't know how many C's about condo car all the kind of stuff, uh five cash, C's. five C's right yeah that's right yeah I forgot about that but yeah but but I got, I got something like that people are like oh I I want to make as much money as possible I want to uh get like the best house and everything but I think for me right what I want is essentially stuff that I'm content with so I'm not looking for a condo I'm good with a HDB flat I'm not looking for a job that is uh, gonna give me like heaps and heaps of cash, but instead I'm looking for a job that I enjoy doing. Well, of course, I think I think definitely with a good balance of both uh, an area that I like to do, but also a decent amount of pay to I guess sustain my life. Uh. yeah, I guess it's just really finding that sweet spot in between, and you know not putting my expectations super super high, reach like that pinnacle of success that of material success that a lot of people are looking for, but instead. I guess to find a life that, you know, essentially is really what as I said, a fulfilling life. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's the whole work life balance thing where it's like you can work your whole life and try to get as much money as possible. But then if you don't take 
active stats to invest in life things like your friends, family, relationships, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, even spiritual growth, even I'd say. Um, then what's the point of living in the first place? Yeah. So that's why I like to have a balance of both. Uh. Yeah. Essentially to pursue uh, things, uh, the wonderful treasures that life offers, but at the same time also not neglecting uh, the hard work that needs to be put in as well uh, to provide the sustainability as well, which is your finances, your job, your career and everything. So, so yeah, it, it is a bit of balance of both, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. You're talking about balance mm. and in the whole yeah. conversation that we were having, you have this uncertainty, which is mm-hmm. balanced out with a very good solid answers of you kind of know what you want to do, yet you don't know what you want to do at the same time, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> like Oh, oh, oh how, do, how, how do I feel like both the yeah. uncertainty but also certainty in a sense? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think the feelings of what I would like to do and my certainty is, I guess, things of uh, things in terms of my interest in based off oh yeah based off elements like my interest based off elements of like my personality of who I am as a person because of course these past few years I've learned a bit more about who I am and what areas I'm inclined towards uh, especially in the area of business because there's just so many areas you could look at to work in um, so that's in that's a bit more insight seeking but however at the same time right uh, the challenge that, that, uh, that's that's honestly the challenge about life as well. Life doesn't really go uh, the way you want it to go. Uh, it doesn't really go fully like uh, as planned. Like for me, I can say, oh, I like to do marketing. I really want to do marketing. But what if, you know, instead life has different plans for me and I end up doing accounting instead. I guess that's where the uncertainty comes in because I really don't know where life is, uh, what, or what the heck life is going to throw at me in the next few years to come or in uh, these... Uh, challenges that I might have to face soon so I think that's why it goes back to what I said earlier which is that um, learning to manage your expectations and I guess and I guess also uh, learning to be flexible as well um, in terms of you feel you want to achieve in your whole life as a whole because um, you know it's very easy to say oh I like to have uh, this set plan that I'm going to do I have steps A to Z and everything is going to be a perfect plan and I'm going to it's going to lead me to success for the rest of my life till retirement. Mm-hmm. And then what if life shows you a curveball and suddenly, you know, you're doing something that is out of your plan. So what now? Are you going to despair? Yeah. So I realized that I, uh, I realized when I got into that mode of thinking, uh, it got very scary. It got very, <laughs> lack of a better word, despairy. <laughs> but that's us. That's because, you know, um, the reality is your life, your plan is not going to go the way it's going to go. So instead, right, Make a plan, make a skeleton. Uh, good to have uh, thought out your plan, but then also learn to be flexible as well and see where life takes you. Lah. So right now, I will say I am very keen to look for marketing jobs. But one of the things that I'm also trying to do is uh, try to stay in Australia long-term, trying to aim for a PR as well. And here's, a, here's I guess, or rather here's the gambit. Lah. Marketing job will not get me a good chance to stay uh, as a PR. Or, or, as it will not give me a good chance to get a PR but an accounting job will. So yeah, so that's the thing. So so, so these are things that I'm actually considering right now in my life as well. Uh, do I want to make a few sacrifices and to work, uh, take steps actively to work towards getting a PR? And uh, that involves me like sacrificing my market, uh, my chances to go into marketing first and go to, and, to, and then to go to accounting and then from there uh, to get a PR. 
or do I want to be stubborn and just take a marketing job and hope somehow life provides, you know, that kind of thing. So this is a, this is a very interesting uh, stage of my life right now. I'm really, I'm really at this crossroads of decisions uh, of what I want to do uh, in my life. And um, both options are not necessarily bad. It's just the timeline and the outlook of how I expect things to happen and stuff like that. Lah. Yeah. So in one of my other podcasts, I talked with my guests on what mm. is the right path and we will never really understood, understand which is the right path um, yeah. compared to the other one because we never even took that one. So whatever path that we're on, we're kind of, that, that is the path that we're on. So mm. just now, you did say that you want to live life without regrets, but looking back, is there any part of that path that you regret? Oh, <laughs> First thought that comes to mind is um that um so I mentioned that I studied uh marketing and finance as a major as my double majors for my bachelor's right uh yeah uh one big regret was I should have taken accounting instead of finance because comparatively I actually enjoy accounting over finance <laughs> and yes there's a difference between the two if uh you guys uh, don't know that right now but yeah um but here's a funny thing I don't actually prefer accounting over marketing but comparatively I prefer accounting over finance so it's like preferences from top to bottom is marketing, accounting, and then finance. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, marketing, accounting, finance. Yeah. So I guess I guess one of the regrets that I did, and this actually did shake me quite a bit because I was like, oh no, I didn't study accounting in uni. But now like, in terms of a job, right, I'd rather look for an accounting job over a finance job if I can't do marketing. So then, oh, am I, am I doomed already? That kind of stuff. But here's the interesting thing. I have talked to a few friends who are now working in uh, full-time accounting jobs in Australia. Uh, used to be international students as well. And I asked them, uh, that, you know, do I need to graduate with accounting uh, qualifications to get into an accounting job? And surprisingly, they said no. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. So I- I'm not sure if this is a culture difference between Singapore and Australia, but generally what they say is that, oh yeah, yeah, you can just, you can just apply and it doesn't really matter that much because we still teach you the basics anyway from the start. We still have to train you from the start anyway. I'm just like, oh, this, this is so interesting. Yeah. So which is why I guess, yeah, this is also a bit of my considerations as well in terms of my path. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in terms of regrets, that's the only main one I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah. You also talked about sacrificing, sacrifices basically that you yep. have to make in terms of the decisions that you have to make. What thought came to mind of something that you had to sacrifice before you made the decision to leave Singapore? Mm, good, good question. <sighs> what sacrifices? It's sort of like maybe it was a yeah. deal breaker or something. And I was like, maybe this could, I really need to stay. But overall, you, you went. La. What was that? One more, don't know. That stopped you. Um, right to stop you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, I, I, I played around this idea before. Uh, I think I told myself if I actually did have had a girlfriend back then, uh, that would have been a big barrier from me, uh, deciding to come overseas study. But hey, I've been single since birth, so um, yep, never had a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Honestly, I think it's more. Well, one of the things that. I felt I definitely sacrificed was on friendships that I had with my friends in Singapore. Yeah, I think I think that was one of the biggest things that really made me really sad to leave Singapore. Cause it's like I have all these like friend groups that I have right now with me and everything. There's so much friends around. Um, 
and everything. And if I want to catch up with them, it's so easy, you know, I can just text them, uh, meet up with them in Singapore um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just take a, just, <laughs> just take an MRT down and, hey, yo, we're here. Let's meet in Dobby God. We're here, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that was probably the hardest thing that I had to, in a sense, sacrifice if I were to put it that way. Because, yeah, like I said, like when you are, when I went overseas, I'm essentially leaving my life in Singapore behind. And that includes my relationships with my friends and everything. And that I definitely felt that as well. Because partly my bad, I, uh, I'm pretty bad at uh, keeping <laughs> very constant touch, especially when I came to Australia. Uh, but of course, my life um, got quite busy afterwards when I started making a life here in Australia. So yeah, I was quite hard to stay in touch with a lot of friends in Singapore. So that's why eventually it's like, you know, the, the constant interactions that I had with my friends when I was in Singapore, it kind of just faded away because uh, I just wasn't there. Yeah, and the distance, yeah, um, really does affect the friendship in some ways. Uh. Uh, not in bad ways, it's just, you know, the interactions is lesser now. And the camaraderie is kind of lesser as well. And then like, definitely I'm still friends with all my friends for sure. Um, it's just that, um, you know, the, the frequency of interactions and the frequency of relationship building with my friends is just a lot, a lot lesser now because I'm just not there anymore. And uh, I guess it depends on some friends here and there. Like, there are some, there are some friends where like, I just call and like, if I call and talk to them, it's like, and, and interact with them, right? We just act in. Uh, it feels like I've never left at all uh, because uh, our dynamic is as such. But there are some people who are like, oh, hi, I haven't seen for so long. Tweet, 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 tweet. And you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, mm. you know, since we talked, um, what, do, what do we talk about again? Yeah, but, but honestly, different friends are different now. And it depends on the people as well. So, True. yeah. Different, depends on dynamics. Uh, yeah. It seems like we have gone through this conversation talking about having an open mind and mm-hmm. your whole personality is always very cheerful and very optimistic. It seems mm. like you are not sad at all or Ooh. at least are you good at hiding it or something? Is there mm-hmm. something that you use as a coping mechanism to mask your struggles that you're going through? Or... Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So personally for me, I think I definitely do have a quite an, I guess, a comparatively optimistic take to life. Um, and I, I would say as well, uh, a big part of that is that definitely due to my religion as well as a Christian. I definitely believe in God. And, um, and I mean, of course, I'm a Christian. <laughs> but um, I believe that my God has, uh, you know, great sovereignty, authority and power over life. Um, and... Uh, he is a God who has all this power and he's uh, by my side, on my side, that kind of thing as well. So, and he has really good intentions for me in terms of my life and all that kind of stuff. Uh. Um, of course, with lots of wisdom, everything. Uh, long story short, but I think what I've learned is um, learning to have peace in his authority and his power and knowing that it's, uh, it's the same feeling as if you having that one friend whom you can really rely on uh, in a pinch, you know who exactly who to call and everything like that. So for me, that is essentially who God is in my life. Uh, I know that. And of course, you amplify that times infinity because he is more than just a good friend that you can rely on. He's the divine being that you can rely on as well. So I think based off of that, I have learned to uh, find peace in that. Uh, and peace and assurance in God. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's for me personally. Um. And I think that's the core root of it all. And I think through that as well, I've learned to see all the blessings that life can offer you and all the wonderful things that can happen as well. Yeah, I think, and I think this is something I really thank God for because uh, 
you know, how we always, uh, I definitely do see the negative um, things in life as well. I definitely gone through my own episodes of my low moments for sure. And those are definitely not very pretty moments as well. It's very ugly moments. I think through after those periods of uh, suffering or those, those, through those periods of trials and I guess uh, going through those low moments, I eventually so could see or uh, develop an eye to see, you know, the blessings in life, the good things in life and realize, you know, there is definitely hope in life and there's still things in life that brings joy. Yeah, so I think that is generally how I uh, keep my cheerful self in terms of seeing, learning to see the good in things and especially learning to see the good in people as well. Nice to hear. Thank you. A lot of mm. other people also have beliefs in their own gods and their own religions that all yeah. also pull them along, um, mm. someone to look up to. And a lot of people also believe in themselves. Um, mm, yeah. In terms of just If they have really no one to call upon They mm. have themselves That they are trying to sort of like figure out And you sort of are there By the way you are presenting This whole conversation out Which is pretty cool uh. mm. Yeah. Thank you Yeah. So Now I guess We should come to a close With mm. the people who are listening back home And on Spotify and everywhere else, what is something that you want to tell these people who are wondering where they should go in their life next? The first step that you need to do first is to know yourself, know who you are as a person, know essentially uh, what are the areas that you feel you can look at in terms of you can see yourself doing. But that by itself as, as much as I can sum that out in a sentence, that is not very easy to do because there are so many elements in life that need to consider lots of things that you need to think about as well based on your situation, based on your uh, environment and all that kind of stuff. So it's really not as straightforward as that. Lah. But I think, I think the first core thing is to first look at yourself, know what kind of person you are and think about what areas you can see yourself doing realistically and then learn to be flexible and take into consideration all the elements that uh, your situation in life uh, presents at you uh, all the limitations and all the uh, both the limitations but also the opportunities that you can look at and from there learn to be flexible and adjust accordingly and I guess be flexible in your thinking as well um, and your expectations because we all wish to settle and have that one set plan in life that will get us success for the rest of our lives but that is a very unrealistic goal so instead, learning to love yourself, be kind to yourself, and uh, learning to uh, lower the expectations on yourself and understand, you know, you need to take life one step at a time instead of trying to do a one-size-fit-all plan for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, uh, that is something that is probably a good core habit that I would encourage people to have. Answer that this will happen. Curveballs curve will happen in life. So that's where you can learn to not be so hard on yourself and also learn to be flexible when you reach these uh, hurdles in life as well yeah my name is Nikki Adopt and my name is James and we hope to see you guys on the next adventure goodbye bye